welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, December 10th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell, and this is our Week 14 Main Slate Wide Receiver and Tight End Show. We're going to break down the wide receivers first, then you're going to hear about a tremendous betting and DFS offer from our partners at betus.com.pa. Then we're going to go through our favorite tight ends of the week, and it's going to be terrific. We talked about on our quarterback show how we've got a lot of higher-priced players that we want to pay up for. Uh, so check that one out if you want to hear about a couple of our value quarterback picks. And make sure to watch the running back show this week because Shane and I are going to build a full lineup on FanDuel that you can use uh, right here on the main slate. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Shane, are you ready to absolutely destroy the analysis here for both the wide receivers and the tight ends? Absolutely. I'm, I'm fired up and uh, <laughs> I think I'm, re I'm ready to start if you are. Let's, okay. Let's get after it. Okay. Let's do it. So I'm going to go? head out to, they moved this game to the 425 game and the highest over under on the slate with the over under bet us over under of 55 is uh, out here in my neck of the woods in Detroit at Ford field. And we're talking about the green Bay Packers going into Ford field with Devonte Adams, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams are like on a mission this year. You know, yep. it's like people doubted them. They have a chip on their shoulder and, you know, it doesn't matter if they're at the one yard line, you know, Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm going to get you another touchdown. <laughs> so, so Devontae Adams is just uncoverable and the, uh, the target share and the relationship he has with, you know, with uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, being the, he's a hall of famer as well. I mean, you just can't beat it. And you go against Detroit's, uh, you know, Detroit's secondary. I like the joke about my Detroit Lions that the secondary looks like they're on skates when they're out there. You know, I, 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 that's kind of how you describe it. You know, Devontae Adams will make a cut and you don't even see the corner in the in the screenshot. You know, he's the guy so far off. So that's what I imagine for this game. They're going to target Devontae Adams. I know you can they can run the ball on Detroit as well. But again, that's part of you know, moving the ball and getting down there. So Devontae Adams can score more touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, so he's going to be moving all around, but he's going to see our, our man, Amani Awarier, who we're always bringing up. It seems like every week now the target, he hasn't been that great. He's one of Detroit's better corners, but he, he doesn't match up well. Devontae Adams uh, played him, uh, played the Lions last December. Slay went out for a couple plays and Awarier went in and Devontae Adams burned him for a touchdown as soon as he, as soon as Awarier <laughs> was on him. So thank you very uh, much. Yeah, exactly. So, and even if he moves around, he could go up against, you know, Daryl Roberts or other corner who's like what's supposed to be our fourth or fifth string corner when the year started, you know, and even Justin Coleman in the slot. So Devontae Adams has a little bit of revenge on his mind because the first game against Detroit in Green Bay, uh, he wasn't having a good game in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden he tweaked his hamstring and he went out of the game. And that's when Aaron, Aaron Jones went nuts for like 200 and some yards against the Lions. But Devontae Adams will have revenge on his on his mind here uh, against Detroit to, to have a big game because he had a really disappointing game and went out injured last game. So that's why, and you'd already know Aaron Rodgers is determined to get this guy the ball and you love his. So yes, they can run on the Lions, but why run on him when you can just throw it to Devontae Adams every time? So that's why he's worth paying up for at this expensive price, 9,600 on FanDuel and 9,300 on DK, this is a this is a game where he can get that 30 plus fantasy points you're looking for. And the nice thing is I think Detroit can score on them on the other side to keep it interesting. So they have to keep passing the ball in the second half so that it doesn't become hopefully it's not a blowout like it was the last game here. But either way, he's going to get it done. If it's a blowout, it's because of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, those guys hate nothing more than to finish a game and not have connected on a touchdown. So oh, yeah. I would Definitely. I would expect him to get in the end zone again. 
And it's funny you mentioned the mission that those two are on, because here's another pair, Russell Wilson to DK Metcalf. They're on a bit of a mission as well. Ever since the offseason, when they did all that training together, uh, they want Metcalf to, to be the man here and, and lead the league in every category possible. And this week, they get the Jets, uh, 31st in the league in passing yardage allowed. And they're one of the teams that you can really attack on the outside. So I think Russell Wilson is going to you know, pepper DK Metcalf with targets deep, uh, repeatedly, and I think he's going to have a massive game. I heard they were going to put Lamar Jackson on DK Metcalf. I figured he's so fast he'd be able to cover him, but then I realized yeah, right. it wasn't that it wasn't that Lamar Jackson. Different Lamar it was Jackson. The other one who runs like a four six forty, which I think DK can beat him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and so, run right over him and through it. Yeah, I, I don't think DK is going to have a problem against that secondary. No. He's going to he's going to own him. That's going to be fun to watch there, definitely. Uh, I'll go to another guy who's fun to watch. Talking about fun to watch and you can't cover him. It's our guy T- Tyreek Hill here. Uh, we were all over him uh, when he blew up uh, a few weeks ago against Tampa Bay, uh, you know, in that massive game uh, last week against Denver. They did a pretty good job containing him. Um, so this is another big bounce back spot for Tyreek Hill. The thing about Miami, they're going into Miami there. They are a good defense and they're tough against wide receivers, but they're not very good against slot wide receivers. And Tyreek Hill runs the majority of his routes through uh, in the spot and they move him around a lot matched up against Nick Needham in the slot, who's like a great matchup for him. Um, even if he does get matched up against Byron Jones or someone like that or Xavier Howard, he can still beat them. And this guy's pretty much uncoverable. And, you know, they're going to be taking deep shots to him and hitting screens and letting him go with his run after the catch ability. He just looks like he's twice as fast as everyone when he's out on the field. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be scheming him up and attacking the middle of the field and taking deep shots uh, with Tyreek Hill. So I, I like him. I think he's in a good spot here. I think that that's the best way to attack the Miami's right through the middle with guys like Tyreek Hill. So I think he's another guy that's worth paying up for at $9,000 on FanDuel and $8,500 on DraftKings. Yeah, that was insane against Denver, wasn't it? I mean, I, I've got to say, I think that was has to be the first time in NFL history that a receiver caught two touchdown passes uh, got and, and ended up with zero. You know, the first one, he had that catch where nobody realized it was a catch. Oh, yeah, that was and, crazy. Yeah, and then... He had the second touchdown where he did a backflip into the end zone, but it got called back from this meaningless holding penalty that was it had no impact on the play whatsoever. So Hill should have absolutely destroyed Denver, and it would have helped a lot of our lineups. But uh, you know that's what happens sometimes. So I like Hill here in a bounce back spot as well. You can also go to Sammy Watkins, uh, a little bit over fifty percent of his snaps in the slot against Needham. So I like both of those guys. Uh, next one for me, though, is Allen Robinson, uh, 6,800 on DraftKings, going up against Houston. Uh, bad secondary, like you described on the quarterback show. And he should get a bunch of Hargraves, the guy that we like to attack. Uh, so, you know, over-under is 45. Not enormous because we've got the Chicago defense involved, but it's a one-point line here. Chicago, the, the small favorite on BetUS. So we get a little back and forth here. Trubisky, he's got, it's definitely his favorite target. So I think Robinson can have a nice nice outing. Nice. Now here's a matchup that I like to attack, uh, and I couldn't stop talking about attacking this uh, Matt, this defense in the passing game last week, and that's why we, we, we attacked him with Minnesota last week. And I'm talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, my favorite team to attack. They were already a bad defense, and then they lost a lot of their best pass rushers and their best cornerbacks, their cover corners. 
uh, to IR this year. So now they're just pulling random guys off the street in the practice squad. Uh, so I love it. I love attacking them. You know, Jacksonville's not like a shutdown but they're decent against the run. They do a pretty good job tackling. So that's why I like teams to attack them through the air, which is exactly what Minnesota did last last week. Uh, they, you know, Kirk Cousins was able to connect with his guys. So now this week, you can you can take this Tennessee passing attack. Tennessee happens to be one of the best offenses in the league. They got an implied total over 30 points, which is a great spot here for them. Um, on the road against Jacksonville. And I love A.J. Brown and Corey Davis in this spot here. There's no one in the Jacksonville secondary that can come close to covering these guys. Both of them are really good. Corey Davis is actually one of the highest rated running or wide receivers in the entire league right now that no one's really talking about. And obviously he blew up last week. I had him in a couple lineups. Wish I would have played him in every lineup, obviously. Uh, but Corey Davis is in a great spot. A.J. Brown, one of the most physical, you know, uh, most physical, best run after the catch guys in the in the league. And again, there's no one that can guard these guys. So you got A.J. Brown at 8,000 on FanDuel, 7,300 on DK. I think he's worth paying up for. And Corey Davis, you're still getting a discount on him, even though he shouldn't really be this cheap. 6,800 on FanDuel, 5,700 on DK is, crim- is criminally low there. So you can stack this game. You can bring back a Jacksonville guy as well. But A.J. Brown and Corey Davis are going to absolutely smash in this spot here. And I, d- I don't think that uh, Tennessee has to necessarily give Derrick Henry that huge workload because they don't need to. Why why give Derrick Henry 25 to 30 carries and wear him out when you got these, these wide receivers that can torch those corners every single play pretty much? Uh, so Tannehill's been on fire too, so that doesn't, that doesn't hurt. Uh, so really love the Tennessee passing attack. I love attacking Jacksonville. And, and this week is no exception here. Okay. Well, I'm looking at Julio Jones in this price range, 6,600 on DraftKings. You talk about criminally low. I mean, that's absurd for a guy that has as big of an upside as, as anybody. And yes, he's a little bit banged up. This is Thursday that we're recording this show. Hopefully he plays. Assuming he does, he's in the player pool for me. And I like this game as a little bit of a mini stack, mini game stack here, uh, 49 and a half over under a two and a half point spread. And, you know, the Chargers defense is is pretty solid. Obviously they got destroyed last week by New England in kind of a strange game with, you know, punt return for a touchdown, et cetera. But I, because I like Herbert to bounce back against Atlanta here, I mean, they got to, they got to roll it back with somebody on the other side. And so I like Julio here at 6,600 who, you know, even though he's been banged up last week, you know, six for 94 on 10 targets. So I, I would expect him to get a little bit more action and hopefully get in the end zone. Awesome. Um, I got a guy here in a, you know, was thought of as a superstar receiver going into the uh, season here. And obviously the season's been a little disappointing. I'm going to the coach's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to Amari Cooper here. Uh, I really like Amari Cooper's matchup uh, going up against Cincinnati. You know, I think that uh, Gallup is probably going to be faced up based on where they line up. Gallup will probably see a little bit more of the William Jackson coverage, which is their best corner for Cincinnati where Amari Cooper gets to see LaShawn Sims, which is one of the better, worst corners in the league. So Amari Cooper has a huge matchup advantage if he's if he's getting covered by LaShawn Sims uh, majority of the game. And Andy Dalton's going to know that. Andy Dalton's going to go to him often, early and often here. Uh, you know, he's coming off some pretty solid games against Washington. He had six, you know, six catches, 112 yards and a touchdown. That's a really tough defense. And he was a, a little bit disappointing against Baltimore, but Baltimore's a really tough cover defense as well. And he's still got a touchdown in that game. So I look for Amari Cooper to be well over 100 yards and hopefully get to that, you know, six to eight catches and, and uh, you know, 
one to two touchdowns here uh, in this great matchup. And pretty cheap still because he hasn't been blowing up because Dallas has had their struggles. He's 6,800 on FanDuel and 6,500 on DraftKings. I really like his price on FanDuel. So I think Amari Cooper's due for a big game here. And people are really kind of forgetting about Dallas because they've been disappointing. But I think that's where you can get him at lower ownership here and, and have a big blow up game and gain a big edge. So so you can fire up Amari Cooper on the road in Cincinnati this week. Okay. One more guy here in the mid-range that I'm I'm excited about as more of a boomer bust guy is Robbie Anderson. And he's a guy that doesn't get as much volume as a lot of these star receivers, but he's got that deep play potential that that rivals almost everyone out there. And he's got that matchup against Denver that we just talked about with Tyreek Hill uh, beating them deep multiple times. Uh, the, you know, the, the touchdowns didn't count, but I think Robbie Anderson can do the same thing. Uh, we know that Bouye now is out with uh, the steroid issue, and he's got his boy Teddy Bridgewater under center. And, you know, those all season long. So uh, Robbie Anderson, I think, coming off of rest, you know, perfect scenario for him to use that speed when he's all rested up uh, to hopefully hit a couple home runs. Yeah, and there was some talk about some of the other Carolina receivers, uh, DJ Moore and Samuel, you know, being on the COVID list, but it sounds like they might get cleared before Sunday. But of course, that's something you're going to want to keep an eye on on, on Saturday to see if those guys are cleared or not. Because otherwise, Robbie Anderson could get even more targets and even more of a blow up spot than he's already exactly. in spot. So, so that'll be interesting to see over the next few days. Um, here's another guy that uh, it's been a little while since we've looked at this guy here. Um, I'm going to go to Chris Godwin. Um, I like that Chris Godwin and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming off the bye week. Uh, hopefully it's uh, Chris Godwin's finger that he fractured is a little bit more healed. Now I'm hearing reports that it's a little bit better. Um, so if he can shed the brace and some of the things going on, he should be better there. And he's already been, he's been solid. Uh, I like his matchup against Minnesota at home going up against Jeff Gladney in the slot. Who's a young guy who's really not going to be able to cover Godwin. And of course, um, like I said about Andy Dalton or Mark Cooper, uh, Tom Brady knows about that matchup. You know, Tom Brady, you know, he's a pretty smart guy, right? <laughs> so he knows to target Chris Godwin early and often here. So I feel like this is going to be one of those games where Chris Godwin's going to get targeted and just blank, uh, you know, just peppered with targets and have a huge game against Jeff Gladney. And he's one of the most talented receivers. He's been a little disappointing this year, but I think this is a blow up spot and this is the breakout game for Chris Godwin. And I'm not hearing a ton of people targeting him. You're going to get him at a little bit lower ownership because of all these other wide receivers. So we're looking at Chris Godwin here, 7,400 on FanDuel and 6,300 on DraftKings coming off the bye week in a good matchup against Minnesota. And I think he's going to smash this week. Yeah, I like I like Godwin as well. And uh, the next guy I want to talk about, a little bit cheaper, DJ Chark, 5,300 on DraftKings in that shootout against Tennessee that we're anticipating with the over-under of 53 uh, you know, Jacksonville, the seven and a half point underdogs. And if you look at the box, you might think, well, that's a little bit disappointing. He did, you know, he didn't do that much. But if you look a little bit closer and if you look at the game tape, first of all, the touchdown pass was intended for him. And it was a weird bounce that got to Chanel. And secondly, he had the most targets on the team with seven. So in a situation where, you know, they're going to have to pass it and they're going to want to pass it, uh, I think, Glennon will pass it to Chark a bunch, and they'll take deep shots. And look at what Cleveland did with Baker Mayfield last week. It was like every time he turned around, he was throwing a long touchdown pass all over the field. I mean, he just annihilated them in the first half. So I think Glennon and Chark can can hook up on a couple of deep balls, and he can smash that value. 
Yeah, Glennon missed him on a couple of deep passes last week. So they, all they have to do is connect on them. And DJ Chark is still a super cheap price coming off that injury. So, yeah, second week back is the best way to target him. And you got recency bias on your side here because he did not perform last week. Uh, we did play him in some of our lineups, and we still did really well. So, yeah, it's a great week to stack him up with ten, the Tennessee-Jacksonville game. Uh, I definitely like Chark as well. Uh, here's a guy that uh, kind of popped up last week as a value play. I ended up playing him in a few lineups that we didn't have him everywhere. Is Kiki Kute here. Um, and a little skeptical on this guy. He's a small kind of slot guy, but he's done well before. And with all those wide receivers out for Houston, Kiki Kute, you know, smashed last week, and he's still really cheap. He's 5,600 on FanDuel and a flat 5,000 on DraftKings. Now he's going up against Chicago, pretty tough matchup. Um, but he's going to be mostly in the slot. He'll get to go against Buster Screen, one of the better matchups there, as their outside corners are pretty solid. So Kiki Kuti, I think, is going to get a lot of targets again. He's a nice little quick run-after-the-catch type guy. Made some huge plays last week. So I look for him to uh, uh, to have another good game, and he's still super cheap. And it, there's not too many value wide receivers on this slate that you can trust. I think he's a good guy you can go to. And, that I, again, I think that Houston-Chicago uh, – game is actually a, a little bit of a sneaky uh, back and forth kind of shootout type game uh, even though it's only a 45 over under you notice that it's a really close game and Houston's favored by like one point right now so I like Kiki Kute in there for a, for a cheap value play this week okay I've got one more here to mention uh, before the break and that's Mike Williams with the Chargers and they get Atlanta this week which is one of the worst teams in the league against the pass. They've been that way all season long. And it's one of those unique matchups where you can beat Atlanta on the outside, over the middle. I mean, it's like take your pick. And so I think it's a good spot for Mike Williams with that lower price tag. You could certainly go with Keenan Allen, but he's a lot more. He's, he's 7,700. So you save 3,000 if you go against Denard on the outside with, with Mike Williams. You know, he's not a guy I, I love to play because you just never trust the volume compared to Keenan Allen. But uh, this is just one of those matchups where, he, you know, he can hit it big against Atlanta and pay it off. Yeah, if you look at who Mike Williams faced off against the last two games, he faced up against Stephon Gilmore and Tredavious White, two of the best, best cover corners. So when he's done with those matchups, he's ready to he's ready to eat now and hit yes, some of those deep, deep catches. So I, I like uh, playing him off those disappointing games with the shutdown corners and now having a great matchup. That's a good 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 call out, and he's going to be super low owned because of that too. Absolutely. Um, one other guy I had here was T.Y. Hilton. All of a sudden, he's connecting really well with the old man Philip Rivers. There uh, finally got over the hundred yard mark. Last week against Houston, 11 targets, eight catches for 110 yards and a touch, uh, 21 fantasy points on FanDuel. He's only $6,000 on FanDuel, 5,100 on DK. And he's going against the Las Vegas Raiders, whose secondary is not very good at covering. Uh, and the, now that Hilton seems like he's healthy and he's got a good connection, uh, I think that's a great play here as well on the road. And, you know, Las Vegas can score as well because that, that could be a pretty good shootout game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you can fire up T.Y. Hilton here after a fairly disappointing season. He's really turned it, it on at the right time, right when they need him, as Indianapolis is making their playoff run here. So you can fire up T.Y. Hilton against the Las Vegas Raiders there, and I think that's a pretty good play this week excellent well we've got a, a couple more value wide receivers we'll save those for our members in discord and if you want to find out about membership here is one way that you can join us so uh check this out from bet us Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. 
Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sports book welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw dropping sign up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at betus.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. Welcome back, and thank you so much to BetUS for that tremendous offer. Make sure to use that promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and we'll have a great time all winter with you uh, as members in our Discord. All right, Shane, time for some tight ends. Where do we start? Yeah, I'm going to start up at the top here. Uh, you know, there's the one guy that we know all year you can really differentiate yourself with the with the uh, tight end position. And that's Travis Kelsey. I mean, this guy's looking like a, a locked in Hall of Fame type tight end here. Um, just his connection with Mahomes and his ability to get open and make difficult catches and break tackles and the run after the catch ability. Everything that he does his route running, his awareness and space to beat zone coverage. Everything he does is great, and it's a good matchup against Miami because, you know, they've been decent against the tight end position, but they haven't really played that many good tight ends. Um, and their outside corners are good, so you want to attack them down the seam and through the middle. So I think Kelsey's going to be very heavily involved in this game plan to beat Miami through the air, and they're going to probably put safety Eric Rowe on him, and that's a big mismatch in terms of size and, uh, you know, size disadvantage and being able to stay with Kelsey. So Kelsey on a safety or a linebacker, I'll take that matchup all day. And they got so many other wide receivers that they're running all over the place to, to create space for uh, for Kelsey underneath. That's what you love about it and just this connection with Mahomes. So you can fire up Travis Kelsey this week, and he's he's I think he's worth paying up for. It's just a matter of roster construction because he is expensive, 8200 on FanDuel and 7400 on DK. But he's a guy that doesn't really disappoint. He's very consistent. Okay. I'm going to start with one of your guys here, TJ Hawkinson of Detroit. Um, and he's going up against Green Bay, and they are 7.5-point underdogs over under 55. Like you said last week, Stafford threw for over 400 yards. Galladay is going to be out again. So this is a, a trusted target. It's a solid matchup. And I think Hawkinson, um, they're, because they're going to have to be passing it, I think he can easily pay off that price tag. Yeah, when Hawkinson catches the ball, they give him the ball in open space. He looks for the defender to go hit him. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. wait for the defender to hit him. He goes and hits the guy. So you like that physicality in there. And the, Yeah, they're definitely not – not afraid to target him. You know, at the beginning of the year, they were only giving him that four or five targets. Now they know he's a weapon for them and they will attack with that weapon. They're going to need to, they're going to need him against green Bay to try to stay up, compete with that team. So yeah, Hawkinson's a great play. Uh, we'll go back to our guy, 
Um, I played this guy pretty much everywhere last week, and it, it turned out pretty good, I think. I think we, we played him everywhere pretty much. Is Mr. Darren Waller here. Uh, Waller, we knew he was in a great spot against the Jets. It looked like he was a grown man going up against a high school team out there against that Jets secondary. He's just running all over the place, you know, putting up racket every time you look up. Another Waller touchdown. So it, that was fun playing Waller, and that created a huge advantage. And what I suspected going in was that he would be fairly low-owned because people didn't want to pay up for tight end last week. And that's what happened. He was only like 10% owned in a lot of those tournaments. I was like, wow, what an advantage to have a guy that goes off for, what was it, like 38 fantasy points. Uh, yeah, and then 200 yards, oh, 200 yards on the dot. Uh, yeah, just like Tyler Lockett. Yeah, 13 receptions on 17 targets for two touchdowns. If you're on DK, you had like 45 points. I mean, that's just ridiculous for a tight end. So you can go back to Waller. Now, I understand that's a tough matchup. If you look at it on paper against Indianapolis, they're at home against Indy. It's the second worst matchup against tight ends. But if you look at the game longs, again, Indianapolis and all those teams haven't really went up against a lot of good tight ends uh, this year. Um, and you can get them uh, on the tight end, uh, through, through, you know, through the air and the tight end here. And I think Waller's a little bit different in terms of his role and the way they use him in this team. So I think you can play Waller. Obviously, I don't feel as good about it as I did last week, but I think he's still in play and could have a big game against Indianapolis. I like how he lines up against their, their linebackers here. I don't think they can keep up with them. And I think that rating is a little bit of a fake rating there um, in terms of them being the best against tight ends. I think you can still beat them against tight ends. So that's why I think Waller's still good this week. Okay. I'm going to go to another guy you like. This is like the the, the theme here where I, for some reason I'm going to pick tight ends this week that you've been on a lot this season. And this one is Mike Gesicki, 4,500 yep. on, on DraftKings. And what I like is that he finally had a strong game with Tua, 9 for 88 in a score against Cincinnati. And now he gets another strong matchup for tight ends against Kansas City. It's one of the few ways that you can make any headway against that team. If you look at Gronk, the game he had against them, Waller's performance against them, the Denver tight ends times two uh, against Kansas City this year. So, uh, you know, nice price for Gesicki. And I just finally have a little bit more confidence in him. Okay, I don't have a ton of confidence because he can disappear in a heartbeat. But I'm willing to throw him out there this week in a couple lineups. They're definitely going to need to pass going up against Kansas City if they want to keep pace there. So, yeah, Kaseki is one of my guys. And uh, I did have him in a couple lineups last week. And I, I, I kind of had a feeling with all those all their wide receivers they lost, I was like, someone's got to catch the ball besides Parker over there. So, yeah, Kaseki's looking pretty good there. Um, here's a nice uh, value play that I'm taking a look at here. If you just want to go a little bit lower, sometimes we just like to punt the tight end position and look for just a solid game. You can go over to Dalton Schultz. And they're going into Cincinnati, which is really bad. One of the worst teams in the league against the tight end position. Really bad at covering tight ends. Dalton Schultz has been pretty cons consistent here. And you're looking for the Dalton to Dalton connection for, you know, a touchdown or two here. And you get him over on DraftKings at 3500 and FanDuel at 5100 So he's near the minimal price. And he should be pretty involved. They, you know, again, they're aware that uh, you can attack Cincinnati through the through the passing game with the tight end. Dalton Schultz is a good, reliable target to keep the chains moving there for Dallas. So I think that that can definitely be a good uh, be a good situation for him for him uh, for uh, for Dallas to be able to get a touchdown for Dalton Schultz against Cincinnati's weak defense here. Excellent. All right. So for me, here's another Shane favorite, Dallas Goddard. Uh, our loyal listeners have heard you talk about him, you know, on several different occasions. Yep. Definitely. And 
you know, solid matchup this week against the Saints, a, a tremendous defense. But this is, again, one of the few ways you can attack them. And I think this might be the only chance Philly has to to do much damage against the Saints this week with Jalen Hurts under center. So at, at 4,000, I think you could get him at, uh, you know, pretty low ownership comparatively. And, uh, you know, Ertz is back in the mix, too. So uh, Goddard there as a GPP option. Yeah, their wide receivers certainly can't get open. So, no. you know, I think Jalen Ertz will be able to uh, definitely connect with Goddard there. It's one of the only guys that seem to be getting open and making plays. So it's a good good play there. Um, here's another guy that's a big athlete that's got a lot, a lot of athleticism, can really run after the catch and make big plays. And that's Evan Ingram for the New York Giants. Uh, we'll still see. We're going to have to check later in the week whether Daniel Jones is going to be able to play this week or not. That's still kind of up in the air. But I think regardless whether it's Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones, those guys are going to be checking down and having a lot of design plays to Evan Ingram. In Arizona, you know, they're kind of a neutral matchup against the, uh, you know, against the tight end. They've been pretty decent, but I also looked at their game law. They haven't faced that many good tight ends as well, and not that many teams that that use the tight end uh, in their passing attack. So I like Evan Ingram still at this spot. He's pretty cheap. He's uh, 5,700 on FanDuel and 4,300 on DK. He's a guy you probably get a little bit lower ownership on this week. And, uh, you know, he's a big part of that passing attack, and the Giants are trying to win that division, so they have incentive. They need to get up and score. Going against Arizona, it's a pretty tough offense to keep up with. They're going to have to pass the ball, so I like Evan Ingram here in this spot. Okay. I'm going to turn to Logan Thomas for 3300 on DraftKings. This is a guy who cost me tens of thousands of dollars on Thanksgiving, thanks to <laughs> one extra yard. Did not appreciate that, so... Uh, let's take advantage of the fact that he's trending up even more since then. Nine for 98 in a score against Pittsburgh. And you, you saw that game plan with Washington where you, to beat that pass rush, you know, Smith wanted to get it out quick. And he turned to Thomas and McKissick. And I think it could be a similar situation here against San Francisco. Um, you know, if Dawson Knox can get four balls and, and a touchdown against them, I think Logan Thomas can as well. So he's in the mix for me. He seems to be getting better every single week, and, and his price never goes up, it seems like. So he's a, not, a, not a bad guy to go to there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to uh, the Chargers here at home against Atlanta. This is a nice matchup here for Hunter Henry. They're big tight in there. Um, and I think, again, we're looking for a big bounce back for the Chargers this week. And Hunter Henry going up against Atlanta, one of the worst teams covering uh, – tight ends in the league, and I think he'll be involved in this passing attack there in a pretty high-scoring shootout-type environment. So Hunter Henry can get him at 5,600 on FanDuel, 44 on DraftKings, really reasonably priced, and he should be go at lower ownership at home in a game that I think is going to be a shootout. So I, I like the exposure here to Hunter Henry, and I think they're going to attack that matchup against Atlanta. Their linebackers and safeties are not good at covering the tight end position. Okay, last one here, Tyler Eifert. 3,100, here's a value play GPP option because James O'Shaughnessy is in the mix as well. But this matchup here against Tennessee is the 10th best over the course of the season. Uh, he had six catches for 45 yards last week on six targets. And um, the tight ends did well against Tennessee in the first matchup this year also. So you could go to Eifert here as a value play in a GPP. And uh, if you want to get the full lineups that we're going to make, uh, as we do for every slate in the NFL and every slate in the NBA, for, the, for that matter, again, there's two ways for membership. So 
Use that. Uh, you can go through BetUS if you'd like. BetUS.com.pa. Use the promo code Coach Talk, and we'll get you into Discord. Or if you're not interested in that side of it, just come straight to our website, uh, DFSCoachTalk.com, and grab whichever membership you want, weekly, monthly, or the uh, winter special here, the NBA All Access Package that we're calling it, because it, it goes from now until April 1st, so just past the midway point of the NBA season. And again, with that, you still get all of our NFL lineups every week. And we give out a full cash lineup full GPP lineup on FanDuel, the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays and pivots, full lineup on Yahoo. And again, check out the running backs show this week because Shane and I are building a full lineup on FanDuel for you to use in the main slate uh, in week 14. So that's going to wrap it up here on behalf of Shane Caldwell. I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us and be sure to check out that running backs podcast as we look to crush it in DFS.